Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That is with two A's after the M. All the various social media links will also be in the description. My email will also be in the description because I know it's very, very long. So welcome. We have quite a few things to talk about. Lots of awesome things happening in the gaming world, specifically in the Xbox camp. So we'll go right in talking about how Xbox is making an amazing case for Game Pass. I mean, in April alone, first we saw Outriders, which by no means is a game that, you know, was hyping up the world in any way. It was still a game that people were excited for, and it is still a big AAA game coming from the makers of games like Bulletstorm, and I think they also worked on Gears of War Judgment, or at least helped out on a lot of Gears of War stuff in a sense. And, you know, this was the new new shooter, looter shooter kind of a game from them. And I played a demo. I enjoyed it. I really liked it as well. Um, I don't know if I'm, I still haven't jumped into it yet, but I don't know if it's a game I want to jump into just because there's so many other games that require your attention at the moment. But it is a big game. And that was, again, added to Game Pass day one as soon as it released, which is a big get. I mean, this is a big, proper $60, $70, I think $60, yeah, $60 game that's already on Game Pass. On top of that, we find out that we already knew this, that you know MLB, MLB the show, the baseball game being made by Sony San Diego, which is a Sony-owned studio. Uh, they made a new deal with MLB that will allow them to continue making the game, but the game will be will be will have to be published uh, on all consoles in a sense. And I have no issue with that. I I was surprised that it took this long. Uh, you know, that's kind of like, because I'm I, I'm more of a cricket fan. I think most of you might know that at this point. And for me, it would be so weird if the a new cricket game comes out and it's, oh yeah, it's, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Like, I don't know, as a, as a sports fan, as a, like someone, anyone that wants to play a sports game, sports game should not be locked behind something like this. Like when it's different, when it's something like Mario Tennis or Mario Golf, you know, like, or Mario Kart, like anything Nintendo related at this point. But like anything, you know, when, when it's like taking your existing characters and adding them to a sports franchise or sports kind of a game, that's different. That makes sense. But this is like an actual, you know, sports game by like, uh, I think with all the licensing from MLB and everything like that. And then, you know, for whatever reason, it's being blocked and it's only allowed to be on one console. So I, I completely I'm understand. I completely understand. You know, it coming onto the coming to the Xbox side because I I think from what my understanding is, Xbox does sell a lot more North America. So it does kind of make sense that you know they would want the MLB the show to be on Xbox since a, a huge fan base is there. Uh, you know, not that Sony doesn't sell a lot of consoles in North America as well, but I'm just saying like in general, North America is known to be more Xbox centric. So, of course, the big thing that kind of came out recently was that the new MLB The Show 21 that is coming out on PS5 for $70, $70, is going to be on Game Pass Day 1 as soon as it comes out. So, now this this is kind of bringing raising the questions in my brain or just kind of hitting some alarm bells in my brain because, first of all, I'm loving this fight. You know, Phil Spencer coming in for the longest time 
it was all talk, all this, all that, you know, just kind of saying that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to change the gaming atmosphere, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but nothing was coming, right? But something like this happening in a month twice has given me a lot of hope, has kind of shown me that, hey, you know what? Now I can see why I would want a PS5 and an Xbox. I can see why I would want a PS5 and Xbox in the same way that I always seem, I always feel the need to have a Nintendo Switch and something else. I have a Nintendo Switch because that's the only way I'll be able to play my Zelda games, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Golf that's going to be coming out pretty soon. You know, like that became like my exclusive area for that platform, for that company. And, you know, obviously I like the portability of it. With PS5, it was always, okay, third-party games, yeah, like, I'm going to play them there. But, of course, you know, that amazing first-party lineup. But now with the way Microsoft is handling its Game Pass and being able to get these big, big games on day one, on Game Pass, along with their own exclusives being day one on Game Pass, now I can see why you would want to get a console. And I bring up console specifically because I know Game Pass is on PC and I have a PC as well is that MLB The Show and even Outriders are only available for on Game Pass for the console. So like obviously when Xbox releases their own exclusives, yeah, it will be available on PC and on, on Xbox, on the consoles. But in this case, it is purely just consoles and it seems like that's the that's kind of deal they're able to make. If they ask them to put the Game Pass, put the game on Game Pass for PC and console, it might be too hard of a sell for them. And I think actually MLB The Show is not even on PC. I think it's only on consoles, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, I think it's already like Outriders, for example, is on PC, but it's only on consoles for the Game Pass. It's obviously a harder sell, right? To tell them that, hey, you're going to lose sales from two sides. Uh, like, well, it's going to give you a bunch of money for it. Or even Microsoft is probably like, okay, no, we can only give you this much. We don't want to double that amount so that you put it on the PC version as well. And like, I think for me, I kept I started thinking about all these games that are coming out like this and all these games that I would want to try out, but I don't want to spend the $70, right? Like MLB The Show, I'm in Canada, I feel like I need to try out. It's like the same way how, how I had to try out NHL, the hockey games at one point. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I want to try out MLB The Show, but I'm not going to buy buy for $70 on my PS5, which is too expensive. And I'm glad that uh, other people like Michael Pactor, um, who has like his own show and, and, and has like his own... Uh, kind of thoughts about things in the industry, kind of talked about the same thing that I talked about when it comes to the $70 video games and how it is actually absurd. And I'm glad that someone else is saying that because I remember when I posted that and I on, on Reddit, uh, some people were not very uh, very nice in terms of my thoughts about it, which is surprising because <laughs> you know I thought I was being very for the consumer, but that's another story. Going back to like my point about you know consoles and, and when it comes to Xbox making this case, like I can see myself, I can see myself getting a Series X now, knowing that hey, if I get a Series X and I just get Game Pass and I, I, I like, I, if I want to buy my third party game on PS Five, that's perfectly fine. But more and more games, first of all, becoming uh, cross like crossplay. Yeah, they're getting crossplay on uh, enabled or whatever, so you can play across uh, console. You don't need to worry about which console someone ha- which what console any person has. At the same time, like. It just allows you to try out games. That's one of the reasons I like, I like Game Pass on PC is because it just allows you to try out games without spending a lot of money. You can you can spend like if if after all the you know promotions and everything of Game Pass in terms of one dollar deals or five dollar deals, whatever, it comes down to like I think it was like twelve or fourteen or whatever, like around around that amount per month. 
like if you want to try out a game, a game that's seventy dollars, right? You can literally play fourteen dollars and try out a game plus all these other games, have a good enough time, and say, okay, I'm done. I want to cancel my subscription. And like I like that. I like that you you're able to kind of do that, have a bit of fun, and leave. And I can totally see why more and more people are getting excited about this. And I kind of wanted to go into uh, rumors that have been coming out that apparently Game Pass has, or Xbox has secured a very, very big AAA game, uh, third-party AAA game that will be coming out to Game Pass day one, other than these two. Uh, and they were, I think people referencing, uh, kind of mentioning that it might be an FPS game. So like, I was just kind of thinking my brain, obviously this isn't all, this. none of this is, actually you know true or proven or anything like that we don't know it's just a rumor but people are speculating that it could be a battlefield game so the new battlefield game if you can you imagine like ea play already had a pretty good deal with xbox game pass and everything like that what if xbox makes a deal that hey the new battlefield will put on game pass day one and again i, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just console which is fine but like can you imagine having a big big fps game that people have been waiting for or excited for that usually sells millions and millions of copies and that coming out day one on Game Pass like that. Like that's just gonna be like icing on the cake at this point because and, and you know, after the icing on the cake, there's all these cherry tops and all the stuff, everything else has to go on top as well. There's so much other stuff that they can do and they seem to be doing that. And I think Game Pass is becoming more and more, to, for me at least, is getting to the point that where I feel like Game Pass can literally compare to the amazing exclusive lineup that PlayStation has. Because like at the end of the day, PlayStation does have the better exclusives at the moment, right? At the moment, uh, Xbox is working on bolstering the studios, giving them time, giving them enough time to make a really, really great game and the resources they need. But for a lot of people, the the argument right now always is, hey, just buy a PS5 because they're exclusive. That's what I said. Buy a PS5. Actually, I said buy a Nintendo Switch because of the exclusives. But, I, but other than that, if you're looking at those two consoles, I'm like, buy the PS5 for the exclusives. Right, but now as I'm seeing how you know we're gonna be talking about another game, how PS5 is like, hey, seventy dollars for this, seventy dollars. Give us more money. Give us more money. No explanation as to why we need the more money. Uh, it's not gonna to go to the developers. I doubt it is gonna to go straight to Sony or the executives or whatever. You know, like no explanation as to why we need to spend more. But it's like, hey, it's gonna be the same content. Nothing's really gonna improve overall. Our our uh, company policies or our gaming philosophies or whatever like all that stuff will stay stay the same in terms of what we're trying to do and yeah just give us more money that's it on the other end you're seeing xbox kind of make these moves and say hey we're gonna we just want to make sure that you're able to play the games you want to play as for as cheap as you possibly can and i'm liking that message way way more now and i'm i'm hoping that sony is taking note especially considering that this game mlb the show used to be a sony exclusive is now costing $70 on PS5 and is basically free. Obviously you have to pay a subscription, but it's basically $14 on the, on the Xbox. Like this is, I don't know, like I just think that's such a big hit and hopefully, hopefully Sony isn't noticing. Sony's taking note because they're doing stuff with PS Now and I get it, PS Now is adding games here and there, but it's never, it's still not a game that's coming out day and day that's a third party game. It's always gonna be games that are you know, just been out for a while. I know they released Oddworld Soulstorm, which seems like a really fun game. I've never played Oddworld games, so I, I do want to try it out. And that came out on PS Plus. I know Control Ultimate Edition came out on PS Plus, Mar Marquette, uh, Bug Snacks. But, you know, the, I, I think the equivalent would be something like, 
Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a third party game. Like Near Replicant is coming out this month, which looks pretty interesting. If that comes out day and date on PS Plus, you know, like if like that's the thing, like Sony is is not doing, or is probably not wanting to do because they are still. You know, let's be honest, Sony is still ahead. Sony is just doing way too well for them to worry about any of this stuff. But with the whole PS3 Vita, uh, the shop eShop uh, shut down recently with the way Microsoft is handling games like MLB The Show and Outriders coming day and day on Game Pass. Like, I don't know. I think I think Sony really, really needs to be ready. Be ready because this fight is coming to them. Uh, I, I still don't think that sales will pick up for Xbox, unfortunately, just the way it's been marketed, just the way that Xbox, like, mindshare has gone. Uh, but I hope, I hope that there will be enough exclusive games on Xbox that will cause people to kind of consider it at least. But the good thing is it should at least light a fire under Sony. That's what I want because that's what, that's the Sony we saw towards the end of PS3 and beginning of PS4 to basically most of PS4 generation is basically that fire that was lit because of how well Xbox did. So I'm hoping that that's what's happening right now in this instance. And like, hopefully they will take note and maybe do something. Show us that, hey, we actually care about the gamers. What we're trying to do is make amazing games and give you a great console and you'll love this. So let's see what happens in the near future. Uh, from this, we can move on to another topic I want to talk about. This was uh, something that was kind of annoying my brain a little bit because I don't know, I just noticed it recently, I guess, like with certain uh, games and, and, and just announcements and everything like that. As Like, why is the, you know, video game announcement to release, uh, like the, the window, why is it so long sometimes? It's, I just hate that they, they announce a game and then wait three or four years and then the game finally comes out. It's like, obviously the game gets announced when it was not ready and like they build up hype and people keep waiting and stuff like that. And I just think that stuff like that needs to, needs to stop. We saw most recent example of that with Cyberpunk. And, you know, like what they had to do to rush that game, even though that game was nowhere near ready, they just should not have announced it at that point. And like, it's, it comes down to obviously, you know, the companies and, and the shareholders. I know that's why they have to do it, but there needs to be something set in place to kind of stop this. Because I, I was just thinking about like the new Ghostbusters movie that's coming out this year. And we just saw uh, the proper trailer just recently, just, it just recently came out like a proper trailer and the movie's coming out this year. And I'm like thinking in my brain, I'm like, when has it been that, you know, obviously other than Fallout 4, when has it been that they release a trailer for like a big AAA game? They release a trailer and then literally the same year or a few months the game is coming out. I know they've, uh, like, it's not like Fallout 4 is the only only time it happened. I know it's happened like a, more, a couple of times here and there, but the majority of the time, look at games like, you know, God of War, for example, that got announced last year that we all know, most of us know at this point that it will not be coming out this year. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3, both of those games from Nintendo have not been shown or talked about for I don't know how long. And The Last Guardian, oh my god, this game was supposed to come out on the PS3. And I remember it came out on the PS4, basically like mid to late cycle. So, you know, like I, I also want to talk about Biomutant. Biomutant is another game that just got announced or re-announced that it will be coming out in May, I believe. And this game, I remember, was announced way, way back. And it was actually supposed to come out way, way back, at least in terms of what the release date or the release window was. But again, it was it just kind of, it just kept getting pushed. Recently, we saw Suicide Squad and Gotham Knight got announced last year. And then Gotham Knight was supposed to come out this year. Suicide Squad was supposed to come out next year. And then Gotham Knight got pushed. And I'm just like, I get it. I get what's happening in the world right now. And obviously that, you know, the people want to push the games because they're not ready. But it just comes down to like, even last year when you announced these games, 
this was happening. You know, like at this point, I I just don't buy the excuse, especially if the, if a game is announced last year, like post March or like most of you know, let's say anytime, uh, let's say anytime mid year last year. I'm like, okay, you already know what's happening in the world. Obviously, we hope everything will get better. But in that moment, you know what you're working on. You know what you're doing. And you know how quick everything is running. Just don't announce it. Just wait. Just wait until this year. Wait until things are getting better. I know things are getting better in some parts of the world. But, you know, like, it just doesn't... I just do not understand. Like, sometimes this... Sometimes what I've noticed is that, you know, these... These companies, what they try to do is, okay, we, we're trying to build like a marketing hype thing. We're trying to build a cycle. We're trying to like start up the hype cycle. We announce a teaser. We, we leave little teasers. We put little photos here and there. But after a while, it, it just gets frustrating. It gets, in my opinion, it honestly just gets more and more frustrating. It gets more and more annoying, to be honest, that I'm like, okay, stop. Like if you have nothing to announce, if you have nothing to show and say, hey, this game is coming out this date, don't, don't tell me anything. I do not want to hear it. Just recently, there was like a bunch of cool teasers that came out and stuff like that. And the same thing, it's a teaser. And it was literally like a slideshow. It was like a slideshow and like of like just photos and stuff like that and just ideas of the game. And it's like, oh yeah, it's going to come out this year. I'm like, don't show that. Why are you showing me that? Like that did not do anything to excite me. All that made me go like, oh, what is this game? And like, okay, yeah, I guess like it's just, it's just frustrating. You don't want people to have that sort of a mindset or that sort of a viewpoint for your game that... Like, really? Like, you're not going to show me anything? Why are you showing this? Like, you like people should not be talking that way about any of the things that you release about your game. And I wish more and more companies realize that. And I don't know, it's like, sometimes I just feel like it's like business suits because I feel like most developers understand this, especially developers that are big gamers themselves, right? Like, I just don't, I understand the hype cycle and stuff like that. I understand if a game is coming out in November and like now it's like April and then you're like, okay, let's start teasing something. Let's start doing something next month. Like, I get that cycle. But when you start doing it like way in advance, or even if you start doing it now, but then it's like, here's an image. Here's like a little image and that's it. I'm like, why? Like, don't, like, if you have nothing to show, don't talk about it. Like, I know you want to build up high cycle. The fact that you have nothing to show is what's worrying me that the game is supposed to come out this year. And then you're like, here's an image. That's not how this works anymore. And like, I think more and more gamers are becoming more and more informed, are getting more knowledgeable about the industry. And because of that, I think developers and game companies need to respect the player, need to respect that we're not just going to go to a, a store, which most of us can't at the moment. You know, we can't go to a store and see a game cover and buy a game based on the game cover. This is not that generation anymore. This is not how that works anymore. Now everyone has access to YouTube, has access to Twitch, has access to podcasts, has all these amazing, all this information coming in from every end possible. So you need to be able to show your game, show your game properly, announce it properly, and then say, yeah, this game is coming out in a couple of months, done. That's it. There's no point in wasting time and then game being announced and two years go away. I mean, look at what happened with Halo Infinite. It was supposed to come out with Series X, but the game was obviously not ready. It got pushed to this year, and we still don't know when it's coming out this year, which is good on Microsoft's part because they are taking note that maybe we should wait for a second because they, maybe they're not 100% sure as to how Halo Infinite will actually be. But that's the thing, right? Like, I just, I, I don't know. I think maybe this is just me. Maybe this is just how I feel. I just wish this hype cycle thing like stops or is modified in some sense and that developers are just given time to work on their game, finish it, finalize it, when it's basically around that golden stage. I know when the game goes gold, it's basically done. But like, let's say it's getting close to being gold in like a month. I think that's when you should be like, okay, let's start teasing. Let's start doing something. 
But that's just my opinion. But other than that, we will move on to another topic. I I feel like today is like a downer of an episode because the next topic we want to talk about is why I am not excited for Returnal. Now, this is a big PS5 exclusive. I, I don't know if I should say big, but it's, an, it's a PS5 exclusive that's coming out this, this month. It's from Housemark Games that have made some great games like Returnal. I think they've made a couple of other ones. I feel like I haven't tried the other ones. But the basic gist of those games were it was like arcade shooters, really good feeling, really good gameplay. So with Returnal, you kind of know that you will be getting good gameplay because Housemark is a great company when it comes to making great gameplay. So the thing with Returnal, first of all, is, is as you already know, the thing that I'm going to pick on is that the game is $70. And again, like I get that they're doing this now. And I wish that Housemark themselves or a company, because Housemark is not a Sony-owned studio, I believe. So if Housemark themselves comes out and says, you know what, the extra $10 is actually helping us fund our next project, something like that. Perfect. I would totally understand that. But we know, most of us know that that's not what's, what's happening in most cases. So first of all, $70 game. Okay. You know, we, there's an argument to be made, even Ratchet and Clank is $70, a single player based game with hopefully no DLC added or you know, like, like that's like the main thing I want. I want the full game to be just be done and it should be like a long, good game and $70 and that's it. But $70 for, for, for this game, it's a game that's single player, but has, but is more roguelike or roguelite, I guess. And, you know, I know that Hades has started revolution when it comes to rogue games, like both rogue and roguelite, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Hades started this revolution where it was just, it was able to kind of combine story elements to that roguelite mindset or roguelite atmosphere element i don't know what you want to call it the genre and it did so well to the point that you know it was winning game of the year awards it was nominated by everyone i love the game i couldn't stop playing it but again hades was like like 20 dollars in canada which is you know so you can imagine in the u.s it was even cheaper because i think i bought, bought it when it was in early access but even once it was fully done it was still not that expensive it was probably like close to like 30 if not less uh you know and that was such an amazing game made by a company that has made some some of the best games ever, like game like Bastion and stuff like that. And then you know, Housemark has been known for making great arcade shooter type of games, right? But none of them were like, oh my god, like I know people people really liked Resogun on on PlayStation Four, but you know, it's not like to this day we're talking about Resogun. It's not like you know, it didn't change something. It didn't revolutionize something. It's not it's not the same as Hades. Right. Uh, so like, I obviously don't want to knock on, on Housemark in terms of them uh, as, as a studio and everything like that, because they're obviously very talented to be able to make such like fun and amazing games. But at the same time, the fact that Hades or like, or, or like a, a company like, uh, why am I blanking on them? But the company that made Hades, oh my God. But the company that I just go with the company that made Hades, the fact that, you know, they've had, they've had so much trial and error in terms of the games and they've been continually making games that are amazing, get amazing reviews and, and are not still talked about today. The fact that they took all the time to get to this game and they're like, yeah, this is a $30 game, by the way. This is not a $70 game, something like that. For me, it's just like, okay, like Returnal with its idea of doing this roguelite with story elements of the same idea as Hades. I get that it's like a third person action game. I get that it looks really nice and everything like that. But I just, I, for me, I think the main thing that is, is bothering me is that this is just, first of all, putting too much pressure on, on Housemark itself as a studio. Like, I think this is just putting, because now you're putting this this category, this game into this category of like Days Gone, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, even Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted, Last of Us. Like it's putting you, putting these, putting this game in that category because it's coming from Sony, it's being published, it's being pushed by them. It's obviously a, a Sony exclusive. 
and it's putting putting it's putting them in this little category there, which is very very hard to meet. It's very very hard to be able to kind of be around those people, around those games, you know. And I think that is putting too much. It just I I don't want to I don't want to already say that the game's not gonna do well, right? I'm, I don't want to say that the game's not gonna be not gonna be a good game. But the what we expect from a seventy dollar Sony exclusive that's a third person action game in a sense is is at a point where you know like <laughs> after Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima it's just it's just gone crazy like beyond our dreams beyond what we expect normally. So Returnal, I just in my brain will just not be able to live up to the hype, especially because they keep pushing they keep pushing the story element of that game, and I'm like okay. This is roguelite and it's a story, it has stories and stuff like that, but this will not be the same as those games. And people will, I, I, again, this is, this is just how I feel. You can take it as you, as you will, whatever, and everything like that. But I'm, and obviously over time, I will give it a shot. I will give this game a shot. I'll wait for the reviews and stuff like that as well. But I honestly do not think it will be able, able to live up to that hype and live up to what it's trying to be. Seventy dollar. The $70 price tag will definitely be one thing. I'm telling you, like I like the fact that more and more people are talking about this finally, like $70 price tag is not an easy sell on people, especially when it comes down to like, hey, it's like a roguelite game stuff like that. Pay $70, uh, you know, but by the way, Hades, one of the best games of all time is $20 over here. Like I, was, I know it's, it's not an apples to apples comparison because like just in terms of the, the overall game, but I, it's just my opinion about this. Like you can't, it's just it's, for me. It's like almost like you know, you take a sports game and you're 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 giving me a sports game. Same thing that we're seeing with MLB The Show. You're giving me MLB The Show for seventy dollars here on PS Five, but on the other end on Game Pass, I'm able to get fifty dollars. I know that's the same game in that case, but like I'm just trying to explain to you, like it's not the same game. Like I know I'm going all over the place with this. It's just like so hard to kind of put into words. Like I wish I was more excited for Returnal because I do love Sony and I do love PlayStation. And I do wish, like, Housemark the best with this. Like, and like I said, gameplay will be amazing. I'm 100% sure that the game will actually run awesome, play fun, play well, everything like that. Let's hope it runs awesome. But I'm, I'm sure it will play amazingly. But I just do not know. And I'm, I will be more than happy to eat my words when this game comes out. And I'm able to try it out and, like, see how it is. But that's something all price tag, everything like that. Like, you, they need to understand that this game is, first of all... You're putting them in this Sony exclusive category that's already like has is filled with so many games, and these games have done really really well. These games are extremely long. First of all, some of them are way too long, like Days Gone, but extremely long games coming from amazing companies, amazing developers. And now you're putting this roguelite third person action game into that category. I think it's just it's just gonna be hard. It's just gonna be hard to be able to live up to those games and live up in that same level as those games. Uh, but who knows? You know, like let's see. As the game comes out and everything like that, or around that time, maybe I'll get more excited. Maybe news will come out and the game will be better, more exciting. But at the moment, I just do not, I just can't get excited. I just, I I don't know. I don't know why, but let's see. I'm, I'll be more than happy to eat my words once everything is out. So next we can move on to games I've been playing. Games I've been playing mainly, the Monster Hunter Rise, of course. I've been loving that game. I've been, I think I slowly, slowly kind of, got over that game slump. I'm not fully over the game slump. I still, uh, I'm not able to play games like for too long or for, for play for a very long time, but I am starting to kind of get back into it. So Monster Hunter Rise has been perfect. I always go in, play for 20, 30 minutes, do a couple of monsters or a couple of missions and then leave and, you know, stop for the day or, or play the next day. And I love that. I love, and it, it's so accessible. 
I'm telling you, if you're a new player and you have a Nintendo Switch and you want to play Monster Hunter Rise, jump in. Like at this point, I don't think anything should stop you. And if, of course, if you need help, message me. I'll help you out. I'm, I'm no, I'm no problem there. We also have Sebi, who's, who's basically a Monster Hunter fan for life. Like he's been playing Monster Hunter all, all his life, so he knows the game inside and out. And both him and I can help everyone out. Um, other than that, we, me and me and Saxel, we've been playing It Takes Two. We, we love that game. Oh my god. Such a great game. Like I, I love that game. It's it, it just keeps surprising me, the the puzzles, the gameplay elements. Like there's, I I don't want to reveal too much because I want everyone to play this game. But it is it is worth your money. This is what I'm talking about when I was gonna talk about Returnal earlier. Like that game in Canada costs fifty four dollars, which I'm assuming will be like 40, uh, 40 USD, right? Around forty dollars uh, in US. And like this game, like paying forty dollars for this game, which is I think probably 10 to 12 hours, if not longer, in overall length, because we've already played like seven hours, and I think we were, I don't know if we're anywhere near uh, finishing it. But, you know, like for that price, I'm like, okay, this is like perfect, right? And like, you can see like the, the type of game Joseph Farris makes, like, he, it's like, it's always in that 10 to 12 hour range, a single player game, stuff like that. There's a lot of replayability in this game when it comes to the mini games. Obviously, I don't want to talk about that too much. But, you know, like, it's just so worth, so much, it's just worth it. It's just worth that price, worth that price of admission. And, you know, obviously at one point this game will be very cheap. Like, it will give it, like, a few months, you know, it's an EA game. It will drop in price. But if you buy it at this price, you will not, I'm not steering you wrong in any way. I'm, I, like, you can tell how I'm, I'm a stickler when it comes to the pricing of games right now. Like, I'm telling you that this price, 54 Canadian or 40 USD or whatever, is a really, really good price for this game. And you will get your full money's worth and you, I mean, you also get a game pass type, or, no, or what do you call it, like a, a friend pass that you can give to a friend who doesn't own the game, so you can play with them. So you don't need, so two people no, don't need to own the game. You're basically buying for two people by paying that $54 or $40 or whatever, you know? So I'm just saying it takes two. What a wonderful game. Like, I, I want to talk about this game properly. I think me and Saxon will do like a proper talk about, when, it, when what pro, talk about, I guess, yeah, I, I guess we can call it that. A proper, not a spoiler cast, I guess, but just a talk about about the game. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying, but talk about about the game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. Uh, other than that, it takes two. I've been playing a lot of GTA Five online, actually. Not a lot, I guess, because I just started like a couple of days ago, but um, it was like really cheap on on PlayStation, on, on spring sales and stuff like that. And um, I played it way back on during the PS3 days. Uh, and since then, I never played it. I never played it during the PS4. I never played it during the whole GTA Online craze. And uh, two of my friends, uh, both of them got GTA 5, or they, I think they already had it. And they started playing online together just to kind of see it out. And then we start, I, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll jump on. And we played golf. We were playing racing games, stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, like this game is like a full-on live-in MMO. And like, I was just like going around, like we were just going around doing stupid stuff, having fun. And like, you know, sometimes we get bored. We're like, yo, let's go uh, play a round of golf. And I'm just surprised at like how fleshed out GTA Online is and I can see why it's doing so well. So I started playing that quite a bit now and I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm actually having a lot of fun and I kind of look forward to that. There's a lot of cool PS Plus online games that are just available like Zombie Army 4, stuff like that. So I'm glad that I can play that with my friends. But GTA 5 is definitely because we, we're just dipping our toes into that game. So I think for both of us, or all three of us, we're really enjoying that game and having a great time. So I think we're exploring and actually discovering everything that probably most of, most people have already discovered. We haven't done any of the heists. We've only done a couple of races. We've only uh, played golf. We haven't played any other sports or anything else that's available. So we're, we're slowly, slowly, slowly like bumping up and trying new things in that game. So it's pretty exciting. 
So we can leave it there. Thank you so much everyone for joining. It really means a lot. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That's two A's after the M. Uh, of course, it will be in the description. So you can check out the email there and all my social media links. And I will see everyone next time. Hope everyone has a wonderful week ahead. See you next time. Bye.